Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. How about those Philadelphia Phillies? The Phillies with a huge victory last night in Atlanta. The first game of the three-game series in Atlanta. Such a crucial series and all we could say is thank you Aaron Nola as Nola was simply outstanding last night we will dive into it all this is Philly Stam your host James Seltzer it is Wednesday July the 3rd a day away from July the 4th and the Philadelphia Phillies put on their biggest win of the season last night, winning two to nothing in what is uh, obviously it's funny because this whole season with the Phillies contending and yes, the June swoon, which we'll dive into a little bit more in a bit. Some of the numbers that are just not fun, but uh, look, want to know in July, want to know in July. But uh, when you look at um, you know the the Phillies, even with the June swoon, have been in playoff contention all season long and it just feels like we keep saying this is the biggest series of the season but this one really feels like it in a in a make or break type of way and and winning that first game of the series so crucial we still need them to win the series got to find a way to take one of the next two which we'll dive into as well such a massive confidence boost it would be but just taking game one was was huge and again thank you Aaron Nola as uh, Nola just a brilliant outing yet again in such a big spot in Atlanta in a at least uh you know maybe not playoff atmosphere but certainly a high leverage type of situation for a starting pitcher and Nola goes out and just twirls a gem eight innings allows no runs obviously as the Phillies win two to nothing uh, allows uh, no runs over the eight innings four hits three walks eight strikeouts as Nola was just simply fantastic, as he has been his last three starts. Think about this, Nola, in his last three starts, 23 innings pitched, one earned run allowed, 28 strikeouts and only five walks in those 28 three innings. And he's only allowed 11 hits over that time as well. He's been simply dominant. The Aaron Nola we loved last year, the Cy Young contender Aaron Nola, that's what he's looked like in um, I, there might be something to the hot weather thing. It was hot and muggy in Atlanta last night, and it just seems like Aaron Nola needs the heat. It, it's really, uh, it's a crazy thing, but whatever he's got to do, man, whatever works, just keep doing what you're doing right now, Aaron, because he has been uh, out, outstanding, and they really needed him last night in what was a huge win. They're now 45-40 and 40 on the season. Now, obviously, gaining a game on the Braves, only four and a half back now on the Braves as uh, the offense really didn't get it going too much. Jay Bruce provides the, the sole offense of the game with a two-run double uh, in the fourth inning, and that's it. That was it. It was 2-0. Um, Kingery goes one for four. Uh, Segura, two for four. 
Harper goes over for one for two with a couple walks for Oskin, one for three for Romuto. Bruce gets one for four with that one big hit. So uh, Cesar one for four, and then uh, Franco back to being Franco for four. Um, ultimately, they only managed seven hits, only five off Dallas Keuchel, who just seems so hittable when you're watching him pitch. And, and coming into this game, he had been hit up pretty good in his first two starts. As a Brave, this was actually his fun, uh, worst start as a Brave, so or excuse me, best start as a Brave so far, funny enough. He ends up getting the loss out of it thanks to Aaron Ace Nola. Again, Nola, eight innings, four hits, three walks, eight strikeouts. So whip below one, the eight to uh, three strikeouts walk great. Obviously, 10 in 10 in the last two outings, but... The stuff was moving last night. He looked nasty against a really good Braves lineup. He struck out Ronald Acuna three times, including the fourth time he faced him. Uh, didn't struggle his third and fourth time through the lineup, which has been an issue for Nola times this year. And the other thing that was really nice to see is that coming into this game, Aaron Nola had an ERA north of six on the road. And obviously that wasn't an issue last night in a road game, in a massively important road game. For the Phillies, is again, they take the game two to nothing. Uh, Hector Neris comes in and just deals in the ninth inning. Hector go, uh, strikes out the side. Just a, a brilliant inning. Looked literally unhittable in that inning and just mows them down. The Phillies win it two to nothing. A massive win again. Now 45 and 40 on the season, as I mentioned. It was a super quick game as well, which... Uh, is always fun for those of us who stay up to watch Phillies games and have to work early in the morning. Um, I'll always be happy to get as much baseball as I can get, but I certainly don't hate a quick game every now and again. And, of course, a 2 nothing game you think would be pretty quick, but if Vincent Velasquez were on the mound, it certainly wouldn't be. Uh, granted, don't see many 2 nothing Phillies wins with Velasquez on the hill either, but that's a different story. But ultimately, um, Nola just dealing, work quick, uh, able to just keep hitters off balance. And again, really just an outstanding showing as Nola. Look, um, if Aaron Nola can be the Aaron Nola from last season or even something close to it for a long stretch here, if you can give him 10 to 15 starts like this or in this neighborhood, obviously not no runs every time out, but... If he could do that for them, it will make such a massive difference for this team moving forward. I mean, think about it. They are 45-40 with a Aaron Nola who has an ERA in the mid-fours. You know, they are um, they are finding ways to win games uh, just enough. And obviously, the June swoon really crippled them. But um, Aaron Nola, if he can get back to being an amalgamation of that ace from last season, oh, baby. That would be a really, really big thing for this team. So hopefully, uh, you know, that's a, a trend we're going to see continue, and it would just be massive heading into the month of July, an important month of July. But first, they have to worry about uh, the rest of this uh, this road trip before the All-Star game. Five games left, two more in Atlanta, then three in New York. Jacob deGrom, Noah Syndergaard in those games. But obviously, First and foremost, they have to focus on winning this series. They must win this series. We've talked about it coming in, and especially now after winning this first game, it would be even more demoralizing if they dropped the next two. So um, big series here against Atlanta. Nick Pavetta takes the tonight against Bryce Wilson, and then Zach Afflin against Mike Soroka on July 4th. 
Um, looking ahead to both these games as, as I will be off on the 4th, but back with you on Friday the 5th. Um, and we'll know how the series plays out then. How exciting is that to think about? But um, if the Phillies uh, against uh, Bryce Wilson is not very good. So that's a nice spot for the Phillies. Granted, Nick Pavetta has been so hit or miss. And obviously last time out through that temper tantrum on the mound and getting pulled, it wasn't a great look, not a great feel. You don't feel super confident. Last three starts haven't been great. His last time in Atlanta, that game that they lost in the most gut-punchy of gut-punch ways, thanks to Brian McCann in the bottom of the ninth, uh, I thought Pavetta pitched pretty well in that one. It fell apart a bit for him in the seventh, but still was in control for most of that game. If they can get Pavetta, the guy we saw in Los Angeles, the guy we saw against the Reds, someone who has shown a propensity to to live up to some big spots here and there, at least somewhat big spots, that would obviously be massively huge for this team tonight as uh, I think they can take advantage of, of Bryce Wilson. Here's the thing, though. This offense has been incredibly disappointing as of late. I know that they've started to get it going the last week or so, but then... Again, last night against a guy who, how much fun would it be for the Phillies to have beat up on Dallas Keuchel, the guy they didn't sign. Mike Ken, I'm sure Clentak was watching the game saying, hey, can we just can we score some runs off this guy? And unable to get it going. And um, look, the, the Bats have had some big games, 13 runs a couple times the last week plus. But um, on a consistency basis, we still see these efforts where they just haven't been quite good enough. And, and look, that's fine. When you've got Aaron Nola on there throwing eight shutout and being dominant, but when you look at what the staff has done in June, and this obviously includes Aaron Nola's last two starts, where again uh, he pitched seven and eight innings, only gave up one run over those two starts, and uh, ten strikeouts in each start. Um, here's where the Phillies ranked in June, in the month of June, in the National League, in terms of some important. Pitching numbers, you might think. I don't know. So, in the month of June, uh, an 11 and 16 June for your Philadelphia Phillies, the Phillies pitching staff ranked dead last in total ERA. The starters and bullpen combined, dead last. They allowed nine more home runs than any other National League team. They allowed 54 home runs in the month. Think about that. They played 27 games and allowed 54 home runs. That's two homers a game. That's crazy. They tied the Padres for the least strikeouts in the National League as a staff. They issued the third most walks in the National League as a staff. And they tied for the third most hits allowed in the National League as a staff. I mean, that you're not going baseball games with that. That's a that's an issue. So when we look ahead to these next two games here, this offense has to show up because as much as we can hope for big game Pavetta to show up and, and we see that guy who has that ability and that you know dominance at times, uh, we also see the knucklehead who, who kind of loses composure and isn't able to trust his stuff and all that just as many times. And Eflin, who has been their most consistent pitcher all season long, has run into a bit of a struggle lately. Hasn't been quite as good. Six innings, three runs against the Marlins. A, a fine outing, but some hard-hit balls. Felt like he got a little lucky in some spots, and obviously the outing before that was not very good. So um, 
I still feel pretty good about Eflin, but I, I don't feel like he is a you know a two or a three. I think he's like a really good four for you, someone who can go out and give you six innings, three runs, seven innings, four runs, seven innings, three runs, seven innings, two runs. You know those kinds of outings. I think that's very valuable, and I think he can be a really good important part of the the team. But he can't be the most consistent pitcher, and it looks like Aaron Nola, luckily maybe getting back to being that guy for this team, but that doesn't make it any better that Eflin's the next most consistent. I mean, we know about Arietta. We've talked about it a ton, just not good enough, not consistent at all, not anyone you trust with the ball in his hand. I don't even want to talk about Vincent Velasquez being a starter. I, I still can't even bring myself to to talk about him as a starter again, whether I and they I don't even know what he is. He's like an opener, but a longer opener. He's like a half starter, half opener, and I hate it. And, and it's so frustrating to watch. So and I don't think it's good for him or for the, the team. So um they're obviously really struggling there. And then you know, Pavetta is a, an enigma wrapped inside a mystery. Sometimes you get this dominant guy who just looks unhittable and has some of the best stuff on the team, and then other times you get the knucklehead. So we'll see. A really big start for Pavetta tonight. That is, it's just massive. Against going up against Bryce Wilson, it's a guy who he's, you know, certainly got the talent to go up against and have the better outing. And again, he certainly needs the offense help too. I mean, why don't we go back to uh, those June stats we were talking about for the offense? They're not much better. They're not as bad as the pitching, but they have a 244 average in the month of June. That's 10th in the NL. 324 OBP, 9th in the NL. So below average, you know, worse than than bottom half, let's say. They're in the bottom half in all of these categories. 422 slugging, 11th in the NL. 107 home runs, 11th in the NL. And then 412 runs, 8th in the NL. Just not close to good enough offensively, which we know, and they've had some nice outings here and there lately and seem to be finding a groove without Andrew McCutcheon, which obviously seemed to be and still is such a monster loss for this team, but starting to settle into something. Kingery at the top of the lineup, it's um, worked a little bit better. Jay Bruce has been you know, very consistent in terms of his production for this team. Guys like Cesar and Gene Segura seem to be getting back into a groove. Hoskins is consistent, has hit a few home runs lately. Harper is, you know, batting 250-ish, you know, that range, which uh, a little below 240, high 240s, which isn't great, but um, there are some signs that he's starting to put it together. You know, has hit a couple home runs lately and, uh, you know, is maybe progressing towards something. But uh, as much as, again, we want Pavetta to, to come out and be great tonight, and he might. He's uh, who knows with him, and and same with Eflin tomorrow night. I think Eflin, you feel a little better about the problem is he's going up against Mike Soroka, who is a twenty-one-year-old Cy Young contender for the Braves. Yeah, a Cy Young contender, a legit Cy Young contender right now. At least he's been dominant for the Braves. So um, you know, you you you'd rather have Mike Soroka on there than Zach Eflin. There's no way you can't say that. That doesn't mean the Phillies can't or won't win that ball game but the point is that this offense absolutely has to do more that is the way this team wins long term over the course of this season the way they win is by scoring runs i mean this bullpen still is a disaster as we know hector neris is great 
I love having Naris here. He's he's been fantastic. I do trust him. I felt great with the decision to bring him in. Granted, Aaron Nola was at 117 pitches, so um, I think it it was wise for Kavler to pull him regardless. But Naris comes in, strikes at the side, looks great, awesome. Um, but after that, I mean, look, Tommy Hunter's back. He's looked good so far. Excited about that, but. Um, there's no one right now you feel super confident in Adam Morgan. It seems like he might still be hurt. He certainly hasn't looked the same since returning from the injured list and everyone else you feel zero confidence in. So it's a a real issue. And that's why I think the Phillies are going to have to really do something to supplement the pitching side of things. But the offensive side, you know, maybe they had a bench bat. Uh, Maybe they, they decide to trade for a third baseman who's going to play every day. That's certainly a possibility. Um, but the the biggest thing that will help this team, that can help this team, is this offense just living up to its potential with the guys who are already here. There's a way better offense than these guys have played. If Bryce Harper could just go on a, a hot streak, think about what that will do alone for this offense. Uh, you know, I mean, he has been average. And when things are humming, when he's going, when Segura's going, when Kingery continues to just keep being awesome uh you know Romuto if he can get going obviously Hoskins continues to be strong if those guys can get going this offense has the potential to just really be a a top tier type of offense in the National League it has that potential and even without McCutcheon we just haven't seen it they've been obviously well below that they've been a bottom half of the National League type offense and with the type of talent they have, that's that's really unacceptable. And and it's the number one thing that has to change for this team to really do anything. And it has to change in this series, first and foremost. They need to score runs the next two nights. I, with the bullpen the way it is, with what we can expect out of Pavetta and Eflin, I find it very unlikely that two runs will win either of the next two games. You never know, but I think they're going to have to put up some more runs. And... The offense has to get going. Uh, it's interesting because Matt Klentak actually uh, addressed the uh, kind of where the Phillies are at here over the weekend in Miami. Todd's like he had an article about it on MLB.com. And uh, Klentak just kind of assessing where they're at as we talk about this and and you know what they need to do and, and if they will do things. And Klentak says, part of my job is to understand that throughout a 162-game season, you're going to have your ups and you're going to have your downs. Uh, my, when you get swept, it's bad, and when you sweep the opponent, it's great. That's part of going through a long season. We need to not look too much in the rearview mirror at what has happened. There's half a season ahead of us, and we need to be very focused on winning as many games as we can. So um, he doesn't really give too much away there. He goes on to say uh, he talks about the uh, the pen and being excited to have Tommy Hunter and David Tommy and I are back, and David Robertson potentially back uh, at the end of this month. Potentially is what they're saying. We'll see. You know, hopefully no setbacks. He mentioned Sir Anthony Dominguez, who they might expect soon back after that. I am dubious of that. Again, as I've said multiple times, I am always wary of players who try to rehab that UCL tear. It doesn't ever really seem to go great uh masiro tanaga the only player i can remember who really had a successful one but you never know um but uh clintax says that doesn't mean we won't necessarily look at other players and potential trades but if we can get our own bullpen in good shape as we end approach end of july that will really help us to make good decisions come trade deadline time look um 
if this team wants to contend this year, which it seems like they absolutely do, they have to do something at the deadline. And uh, they don't, um, they can't fill all the holes they have. The, the, we know that this isn't a World Series winning type of roster. And you, you look, you never know. It's baseball. The only way they win is if they go on some kind of special magical run at the end of the season and just get really hot and win their way in and, and go on a magical run. A team like the Royals did that a few years ago. But it's unlikely, obviously. They're not built to win the World Series this year. They're just too many holes. But they have a chance to make the playoffs and maybe make some noise. And um, that is an incredibly important benchmark for a franchise that hasn't made the playoffs since 2011. That's a long time for what's supposed to be a big market team, what's supposed to be a team that you know is a team that has a lot of history and has had winning history in at least recently, obviously before that, a long time of losing history with the little winning sprinkled in. But a team that has an owner that wants to win, a team that wants to make the playoffs have that type of image. So it's important. So I, I genuinely do believe that Matt Klintag and the Phillies will make additions at the trade deadline. I, I think the question is what kind of moves they make. I think there are really three options, and I think the most unlikely is that they they really go all in for this year and try and fill all their holes because it just seems like there are too many. They need at least one starting pitcher. In, in a better world, they need two, but at least one for sure. They need at least one bullpen arm and probably two that you can rely on come playoff time. And they need another bat, whether it's a starting third baseman, a bench bat, another guy you can count on, maybe even two. I mean... Who knows? I'm just talking generally. Um, so they have a lot of holes to fill, and I don't think that it's real feasible to fill them all this deadline, but that is something we could see them do if they are desperate enough to really try and make a run. If And also, who knows? Look, I think the next you know three and a half weeks are incredibly important. If this team finds a way to go on a hot streak and win a bunch of games uh, before here and after the All-Star break, who knows what the Phillies will be willing to do in terms of trying to make moves to supplement them or support them. But right now, if the situation is somewhat similar to where they're at now, um, I think that making some moves that are more cosmetic moves will probably be the route they go where they, they get a starting pitcher, they get a, a reliever, but it's not someone who's a, a game changer type of thing, but someone who's better than what they have, makes them slightly better. And maybe they can even find some guys, whether it's Mike Miner, whether it's Matthew Boyd, whether it's Marcus Stroman, guys who are also under contract for next year uh, or arbitration eligible for next year or whatever, because that obviously gives them a little bit more of a window to try and do something this year in the playoffs and see what happens. And then next year when you really can put it together and feel like this team can really gel and, and fix all the holes that were too many to fix in one off season. Then I think, you know, that that could be a really interesting type of person to bring in here. Cause you're going to get multiple seasons of, of help from them. And that still gives the opportunity of competition this year. And, you know, the belief that you're still investing in the squad for this year and the belief to the players in the locker room, as well as of course the fan base, but it also is measured risk where you're still allowing yourself some some leeway for um, for it not to be something where, like, if you trade for a Madison Bumgarner and then he signs with the Dodgers or something and you're like, well, that was fun, um, and you don't win anything or you don't even make the playoffs or whatever. So I think a lot of it depends on where, what this team does over the next few weeks. Um, but I also think that it, it, it also will be, uh, regardless, something where I don't think they, they go all in and they trade their top, top prospects for guys. I don't think 
you see any big time rental guys like Bumgarner. Some rentals who don't cost a ton, for sure. But I, I think they're going to try and focus on the future as well as the now at the deadline. But I definitely think they'll make moves. And look, they should. They beat the Braves last night. They're four and a half back. They're right there in the wild card race, in wild card position right now. So there's a lot to be excited about as we approach the All-Star break. All right, everyone, have a wonderful July 4th. Uh, enjoy the family, the holiday, all the, the great things that, that you do. And, of course, Phillies baseballs. We will uh, be off uh tomorrow after tonight's game hopefully the phillies win one of the next two and take the series and we'll be back on friday to uh to look ahead to the met series the weekend and of course the all-star break beyond hopefully we'll be talking about a philly sweep if nothing else a philly series victory then so until then again have a happy wonderful fourth of july holiday and i'll be back on friday thank you for listening to phillies today right here on the phillies 24 7 network This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.